0: This is the Legacy Lineup. I'm your host, Ren Lawwell. Jimmy Barnett, my co-host, joining me, doing a little bit of midweek Legacy Lineup here for the listeners here in Jimmy's garage. Jimmy, what's up, man? How's it going? What's up, man? I'm doing Another week. Good. Yep. Another episode. We haven't been on for a couple weeks. It's been, what, two weeks now that we haven't done an episode? Yeah, life, sure. gets, life gets busy, man. I know there's a thousand people out there watching yeah. <laughs> these episodes. So. Thousands of people just screaming for more content from the Legacy Lineup, I'm sure. But, uh, no, man, uh. It's been it's been a long couple weeks. Um, had some holidays mixed in between, with the Fourth of July, um, which is you know your choice for the opening song. There was Born in the USA, the little homage to the USA from Jimmy Barnett. I know he's a big uh, patriot, as you might say. So
1: that's right, baby, I
0: am. He's 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 as red, white, and blue as it gets. Uh, but no, speaking of Fourth of July, Jimmy, uh, we obviously just celebrated that last week, um, uh, and I was you know asking for suggestions for topics and stuff. My wife gave me a good one. Um, Just looking at 4th of July, uh, I know it's her favorite holiday, um, just because she loves the summer, Uh, but looking at 4th of July and just, you know, talking about memories you may have had as a kid, um, you know, what you do to celebrate 4th of July, Um, and I I guess I can start, one of the main memories that I have of 4th of July is we first started dating, Marissa and I did, um, and uh, went to Kings Island with, uh, I think it was Jared Haynes, my cousin Jared, and his wife, uh, had a great time, and then came back for a party at her parents' house, uh, and while we were at that party, her aunt Sarah was there, and her aunt Sarah was a little, uh, little uh, tipsy at the party. And uh, we had just, like I said, we just first started dating. Uh, and I remember that she said to me, she said, "If you ever hurt Marissa, I'll gut you like a fish." And I'll, I'll never forget <laughs> that. And I always, I always bring it up to her when I see her. I always say something to her about it. So that was a, that was kind of a funny memory that I have. Anything you have as far as Fourth of July? What do you do? What do you, how do you celebrate?
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't really have anything funny like that. But I mean, we always you know, I mean, as far as Molly and I, I mean, we've, we started dating in September. So not this year, obviously, but years ago. And, you know, 4th of July for us has always kind of been, uh, we, we always just, you know, if, if we're not at a party, somebody's having, we always, you know, get with her parents and or usually her mom only, her dad don't really do fireworks, but uh, we'll go and watch fireworks in Hillsboro um, together. And then, you know, with my family, we always kind of went to the Rocky Fork fireworks at the uh, real estate office there in on North Shore and I just kind of sit there, hang out, maybe drink a few beers. And Jim likes to let off the bottle rockets. I don't know he thinks he's, yeah. thinks he's some guru with these bottle rockets and just stuff like that. So yeah, I mean we don't really do anything crazy, but it it is one of our favorite holidays. It's summer. It's you know everybody's just it seems like everybody's happy. Everybody's out there together and just having right. a good time.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think that's why my why, my wife why my sorry why my wife likes it so much. Uh, is because uh, you know it's summer; it's your favorite season, obviously. And then, um, you know, getting the fireworks and all that stuff, and getting people together uh, for cookouts and stuff. Food wise, what's your what's your go-to uh, Fourth of July food? I, I'm more of a hamburger guy. I like the hamburgers off the grill. I know you do the the hot dogs and stuff, but hamburgers and hot dogs that's that's yeah. my go-to. Chips, sure. and dip, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Fourth of July just came and gone. Um, good time as always. Uh, but moving on to some sports topics here, let's talk about the Reds a little bit. Um, obviously uh, they're back in the thick of things in the NL Central uh, Now seven games back after a loss last night to Milwaukee um, But uh, had a good little run there End of June, and uh, the start of July Won six in a row there uh, And now uh, taking on the Brewers for a big, huge, important series uh, Lost the first one last night uh, I know you said that there were some, some bad calls by the umpires made in the strike zones uh, But what are your thoughts on the Reds right now? What do what they need to do to, uh, to knock off the Brewers in this in next three
1: games? You know, I before we talk about knocking off the brewers, I just want to refer back to the red hot start episode. Yeah. Where I where I predicted 90 plus wins. I think we're gonna get there. And I think uh some of our listeners might agree with me now. I think you might even agree with me now. We might get the ninety wins this year. But we're but, halfway there, right? 45 wins yeah, right now and we all star break. I just want to say that I called that. But uh, you know, the Reds, man, the, this team is talented, obviously. We know that. Uh, facing a very good Brewers team. I mean, you wouldn't think on paper, but the Brewers have talent in every area. I mean, the bullpen's good. They're good at closing out games. They don't, I think, they have 40 something, 50 in a row in the ninth. So, you know, it was almost inevitable that they were going to win last night. Uh, you know, that was a tough game to watch. It was kind of exciting the way it all happened, but this is a big series. You're right. They got six more games in a row with the Brewers three before the All Star break and then three after the All Star break um I I was talking to one of our friends Caleb Gregory last night and I kind of told Caleb I said you know if they can win five of seven you know that that's good I mean that that would put right. them three three back and that that's attainable I mean they still have a series or two left with the Brewers through the year to gain a few we got to hope the Cubs the Pirates and the Cardinals can get them within division stuff uh big series for the Reds but you know the one thing after the All-star break Lorenzen sinzel Mustakas, those guys are going to be coming back since Santian, or however you pronounce his name, he's going to be in the bullpen. Um, you know, you did mention Sonny Gray. That roster move was a little bit to to open up a bullpen spot for uh, Santian. So, I mean, it's it's one of those things where this is going to be this is going to be a fun team to watch. I think we might see some Hunter Green in August, maybe. I, I'm excited, man. I, I think this ball – Hunter
0: Green out of the bullpen or Hunter Green as a starter? Out of the bullpen.
1: I yeah. think you're going to see him out of the bullpen. A lot of guys, if you can start, they assume you can throw out of the bullpen. Uh, you know, But it's a different ballgame, man. He's going to be a hype man. He throws hard. Uh, Castellanos and Winker have kind of fell off a little bit. They're cooling down. But both all-star starters, so that's pretty cool. We can talk about the all-star game here. I mean, it's going to be in Colorado. I would love to go to that all-star game. I've been outside Coors Field. Um, it's beautiful, man. It looks awesome. Colorado is an awesome place. Uh, I'd love to go there and just be a part of that all-star game and see Castellanos and Winker starting in the corners for the Reds. That's awesome, man, that the Reds got two guys and both well-deserving.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. And you mentioned those guys coming back. You got Senzel, Moustakis, uh, those guys, you know, have been out for a while and I wonder, you know, how do you think that's going to affect the chemistry that this team has had? You know, because you've got guys that have stepped up while they've been been out. You know, Jonathan India Huge. specifically has been good. Um, you know, how, how do you think Mustakas coming back affects that chemistry? You know, where's he going to play? Is he going to play third? Is he going to play, is he going to mix in with India at second? Where, where's he going to play? Suarez has been terrible. Do you throw in Mustakas at third and let Suarez ride the pine a little bit? And then Sinzel, um, you know, Naquin had a really hot start to the season. He's kind of fallen off a little bit. Um, so is Senzel still your starting center fielder? Does you know is are the injury concerns enough to move
1: him into the infield? Like you kind of got some crowded spots on the roster. Yeah, you're right. The the Reds roster's crowded. It's crowded in the outfield for sure. We know that. Yeah. And now it's starting to crowd up on the infield. Um, you're right about Suarez. Um, I will say that he was coming off a six game hitting streak yesterday. I always back Suarez a little bit. I like the guy. Uh, but you're right. I mean, he he's just lost it this year. I don't know what it is. He's almost got to 200 though batting average. Thank God. But you know, I don't know what's gonna happen, man. We'll see what happens. Uh, Sinzel, I'd like to see them convert him back to an infielder shortstop, probably. I think he's more suited to play that spot than India is. You're right about Jonathan India, though. He has he has carved his way into an everyday starter for the Reds. And once they
0: moved him to that that leadoff spot, I mean he just kind of took and, off. And a little he's bit. tough
1: as heck. I mean, the guy the yeah. guy's got hit in the head, I don't know how many times, fingers, you know, he got taken out at second. He's still learning how to turn that. I mean, he's good at turning the double play, but getting out of the way. Uh, you know, he's tough as heck, man. It, it's gonna be interesting. I don't know about Moose, I don't know where he's gonna go. And then you got Alejo Lopez, who, you know, we were at the game in, the other night, and I mean he had four hits and five at bats. I mean, that's right. unbelievable. Yeah. Um, he's and good, man. He's and tough. if you're a guy like David Bell and you 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 got a guy like Suarez
0: who's struggling, you know, why are you keep why do you keep running him out there when you got a guy like Alejo who's who's hit all year? I know he' you know, traditionally in his minor, minor league career had not been as good as he has been this year. But the guy's on fire, so yeah, why don't you, you play the hot hand you, there?
1: You ride the hot hand, you know, you, you do it while they're hot. And I, I think the one thing the Reds struggle with is loyalty. And they have loyalty to Suarez and Votto, which Votto rightfully so. I mean, I am not the biggest Joey Votto fan, but Joey Votto has been an extraordinary Red. Um, he will retire a Red he will be a Cincinnati Reds Hall of Famer. I don't know if he'll. He probably will be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Um, I, the guy's extraordinary. I mean, he's his energy's changed, man. I said this on like a couple episodes back. He's changed, man. These young guys got him fired up. Uh, Nick Castellanos. I mean, this guy's created a culture in Cincinnati that's like this hard nosed, gritty, want to win. It almost reminds you of the, like the '90s Nasty Boys, but with the entire team. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. I'm excited about this Reds team, man, and I, I'm excited about every Reds team. Who am I to lie? But this team just seems different to me. This seems like a team that can get over the hump and maybe win a, you know, divisional series and go to the NLCS. You know, I'm, I pray to God they win the World Series before I die. And if they're going to do it, it's going to be with this group of guys, maybe adding a few from the minors. Because let's be honest, the Reds minor league system isn't the best, but they do have a couple arms down there that you and I talked about in Green and Lodolo. Yeah. And you know, Alejo Lopez, if he I, like you said, playing wise hot, I mean, I, I don't know if Suarez could be a trade chip because of how much money they owe him. I have no idea. Maybe trade Suarez. Um you're not gonna move Vado. You're not you know, I don't know about Moose. Maybe you trade Moose. I don't know. I mean, yeah. Moose really hasn't been that great in Cincinnati. He he did get hot this year for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, we saw the stargate of Nick Senzel this year, though. Like, you saw what Nick Senzel can do when he's in the game. I mean, he's probably the best base stealer on the team. He's fast. He's athletic. But a lot like Ken Griffey Jr. when he got to Cincinnati, he just can't do the, make those plays that are extraordinary because he's going to get hurt coming out of them. Um, he can still make them, but like, like you and I talked about, he's like Griffey Jr., man. He's always hurt. And it's not fun to – I mean, it's not fun to see him hurt. I mean – like you said, you said he's soft before. I don't know that he's soft. I, his body might be soft. I don't think the personality of Nick Senzel is. Um, I love the guy. I think he's a good player. But, you know, maybe he's a trade chip. I don't know. I'd hate to trade him because I just think he's so good. Yeah. But I don't know, man.
0: So, you know, one last thing on the Reds. You know, you talked about the All-Star break coming up. Trade deadline's also coming up. Are they going to do anything uh, to try and better this roster with, with that trade deadline coming up? You know, we talked about shortstop a little bit. Kyle Farmer's been okay. Um, he's he's got kept him in some games here recently. Won a game for him a couple, you know, weeks ago yeah. as well. Um, so he's been really good defensively. Uh, hasn't, you know, produced maybe as much offensively as you would like, but do you go out and get a Trevor story? I'm not on that ship. I don't think you do. I think you stay away from that, but Not not for one year. Not for right. Arnold. For, you know, for if they could sign him longer, up. yeah, if they could for, sign
1: him longer, I'd be about it. But
0: that's kind of what Dawson was talking to me on Twitter about it the other day because he uh, yeah plays the MLB the show and he said he got Trevor. So I'm like, dude, come on, that's a video game, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I get it. You know, he's a, he's a really good talent, but he also has that you know Coors Field thing where it's like, you know, some right. guys when they leave Coors Field, which is a uh, a hitter's park you know on the road he struggles to hit the ball
1: i don't think you're going to see the reds trade for a shortstop because i think they like jose barrero or however you pronounce it yeah last Barreiro, yeah uh, they they like him a lot so i don't think you're going to see the reds trade for a shortstop. and he was up last year just couldn't yeah, hit yeah, and he's struggling a little bit in the minors um in AAA, he was pretty good in Double A, but he's struggling in AAA. I mean, it's an advancement through this system, man. I mean, right. you get into the big leagues, it, it's a whole different are But are, ball but are they going to get a bullpen arm? Are they going to go out and get they, somebody in the bullpen? They got to be buyers for the bullpen. And if they don't realize that, I mean, they have a couple guys I like. Um, they, they do have a couple guys. I, I'm not a big Brad Brock guy. Um, he think, had a really good couple series. He did, but, man, he he looked horrible last night. Um, Hendricks, uh Hembre, Embry, yeah. Himbria, Hembree. Who, Hembree. Hembree. Yeah, yeah, Hembree. Heath Hembree, yeah. And then who is 77? Uh, uh, you like him a lot. Art. Uh, oh, Art Warren, yeah. Art Warren, yeah. He throws hard. I think he could be an end-of-the-game guy. Yeah, uh, but Perez. They, got, they brought Perez back up, Seattle yeah. Perez. He's I terrible don't know about him. He can't throw strikes. He walk, throw hard. He throws he's like, got like twenty walks on the year. Yeah, in like fifteen innings.
0: But you got Lorenzen coming back, right? You're gonna yeah. have Anton back. You're gonna have Lucas Sims back here. Eventually. But they, I
1: still think they got to be buyers. They, they do. I think they need like how Wade Miley's that veterans present presence in the rotation. Because you listen to these guys talk, and they all talk about Wade Miley. Even the players that play in the field talk about Wade Miley. Jesse Winker's even said it. You've listened to the Jim Day podcast and stuff like that. Winker's even said how Wade Miley has rubbed off on them. And I think they need that presence in the bullpen. They need, like, Amir Garrett's not that guy. I'd trade him if you could. Um, yeah. You know, They need that guy that can go in there and, like, I mean, I thought maybe it might be a, a, a Doolittle, but, man, he has been god-awful for the Reds. I, he's a guy, and he's a
0: guy that only throws fastballs. Like he, yeah. he, he just started throwing in breaking balls, but he thinks throughout his, his career, stuff
1: can blow everybody away. And it's just not. Like I mean, he's he
0: throws ninety four, but his his whole game is to hit spots, and he's not hitting spots. Well, he's he throwing it down the middle. Ninety
1: four in the big leagues anymore isn't is now. It's I mean, nothing. If you if you're gonna be a pitcher like Wade Miley and hit your spots and not throw hard, you I have mean, to hit your spots.
0: I don't know if you saw uh, the dude from. Uh, the Tampa Bay Rays, the uh, the outfielder that came in to pitch, uh, you know, against – I think it was the the Blue Jays the other night. Did you see that? Yeah. That Phillips dude? He comes in. That was hilarious. <laughs> he, yeah, he comes in and he throws – his first pitch is 95 or 94 miles an hour, right down the middle. And then yeah. he goes in and throws like 47-mile 47 47 – 47-mile-an-hour like just bloopers, you know, just trying to yeah. mess with their heads. But – that dude's throwing ninety four, so it's like you said, ninety four is not that special in, in in majors. No, it's not. It's because you got yeah, Outfitters throwing that, you know, in a in a you know a joke kind that's of. That's like
1: a. these guys that like Luis Castillo still hitting hundred in the seventh. That's impressive. Well, yeah, for sure. That's gas. I mean, he's he's throwing gas, and he's back for him too. I mean, yeah, he, he's he had a terrible start turner. to the
0: season, and then he's been really good, but can't get the support now. So it's like yeah, he can't get the run support. But
1: I I don't know, man. They got to be buyers. We'll see what the we'll see what the guys in the front office do. Uh, I know if it was you, you and I running the team, we'd be buyers. Uh, we'll see what they do, man. But I, yeah, I, I don't think they're gonna win a playoff series with the current bullpen they have. I do think they can win with the current roster. Well, but you and I know as much as anybody. Seventy-five percent of these losses—maybe not seventy-five percent. Let's say we'll say sixty. We'll say sixty percent have fell on the bullpen. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the the Reds would be a fifty-plus win team right now if the bullpen didn't blow all these games. And it, you know they're gonna blow games. That that's baseball. But God, they shouldn't blow that many. The, as many as they have.
0: Well, and you got a GM who was told at the end of the season to cut to cut payroll. I mean, and Dick Williams left left his position because he was told to cut money by the owner. So, I mean, are they going to spend money? I don't, I don't know. I don't know if he wants to spend the money. Sell which, the team, Bob. If you yeah, sell the team, if you don't want to spend money, you don't want to get a winner in there. Sell because, it because you're not.
1: You're not the the guys out there on the field every day want to win. I For mean, sure, they do. They do. I mean, you can see it. They want to win. I mean, Winker sat in the dugout yesterday after he struck out to end the game on a horrible call. But you could just tell, man, it bugs them. They want to win these games. These are big games, important games to these guys, if not the biggest series of the year to these guys. So, I mean, they want to win these games. So, it's – it's. I don't know, man. It's crucial. These are This is a crucial series, like you said. Was that a spider that just fell on you? Yeah, I think it was, man. You're freaking out a little bit over there? Yeah. But, you know, we could be as – You know, at the beginning of this series with the Brewers, the seven games in a row, they could be two games back or they could be ten games back. And that's not a good
0: spot to be in. I mean,
1: It is and it isn't. If you lose, it's not. If you do, if you win. Right,
0: right. That's what I'm saying. And as good as the Brewers have been recently, I mean, they won, what, 12 in a row last week? So, I mean, they've been really good. And, like, we've talked about, as far as talent goes, I think the Reds have the most talent in the division. Like, I mean, as far as top-to-bottom talent – I think they're more talented than the Brewers. I think Go they're more talented th- than the Cubs. The Cardinals and they're more
1: talented than the Cardinals. Go through baseball. Look at baseballs. I've done it, dude. I went through baseball. There maybe is four or five teams with a better roster than the Reds. I'm serious. Yeah. If you're, if, I mean, take away the bullpen, starting pitching, your guys, and even our bench guys. I mean, teams would kill to have a guy off the bench like Kyle Farmer and Shogo Akiyama. Those are good bench guys, man. Tyler Stevenson. That's another guy we haven't even mentioned. He's killing it, dude. Yeah. These guys, the roster is a top 10 easily roster in baseball. But... Got to put it all together. Got to make the playoffs. That's what you got to do to win games, man. That's how people win World Series. You have to have it and you have to stay consistent. You can't lose 10 in a row or 6 in a row, whatever they did earlier in the year. You can't do that. Good teams don't do that.
0: For sure. So, uh, one more thing on the Reds. So, you and I had the opportunity last week uh, to go down and, and, and sit in the Diamond Diamond Club seats, man. What an experience that was. You want to talk a little bit about that? I mean, and you walk in, you're in this, you know, restaurant, almost like um, setting. You got a buffet going. You got a, bar, a full bar. Um, so you sit down at your table. You get your plates. You go up for the buffet. What we have? We had uh, prime rib and mahi-mahi. Mac
1: and cheese. Yeah, white cheddar mac and cheese. I mean, you had everything. But that, solid was, that was just the first course, right? Yeah, that, so that, that was <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that was dinner. <laughs> and, and like a little, like leading up to that, Ren and I had no idea that you got all that. I mean, right. you know, we get these tickets and we go to the Reds game and like we got a reservation for 515 at this restaurant. Ren had found them. Um, we were going to go to dinner before. So I'm talking to my dad like that day or the day before about the game. And dad's like, well, why are you guys going to a restaurant? You get all the food you could want. And I was like, really? So I called him up and I called Ren up and I'm like, dude, Everything is paid for. We don't pay for anything but this ticket. Right. And we go in there, and I think it was even more than we expected. I for mean, sure. You go in there, and it's like, I don't know, it's like platinum service. I mean, you go in, and everybody's catering to you. Got you got your meet. own waitress. You got your yeah. own waitress. Um, you got your own – then when you got to – like, so Ren mentioned everything you got inside before the game. 90 minutes before the game, you get in, you go to the Diamond Club, you eat. Then you got to your seats, and you're literally – I mean, we're re- literally – you could, you know – throw a rock, and hit the players. That's how close you are to them. It's right behind home plate, yeah. Yeah, and um, we go out there, and then they come out, and it's like, it's not just ballpark food you get. It's like gourmet ballpark food. Like, this isn't the hot dog you get at the concession stand that Ren and I had. Right. You know? It's not the pretzels and cheese, you know, you get, it's not, it's not. You you get a full menu, which has
0: everything on it from burgers. Steak, burgers, hot dogs, brachos, nachos. nachos.
1: Those were unbelievable. Right. We had those in like the sixth inning. Those (laughs) were unbelievable. So what happens is they come to you
0: before every inning or at the top of every inning and say, hey, what do you want? Any food you want, ice cream. Drinks. Yeah, I had ice cream. Any drink you want. Yeah. And that includes the bar. I mean, anything you want is on there. So pretty incredible experience yeah. for us, and we had, we actually had a really you know fantastic game as well to watch. You know, oh, that, it was a
1: great game! Yeah, it was, it was awesome. the Padres
0: series. Um, we did get like what an hour rain delay, but you know <laughs> an hour rain delay would suck if you were sitting in the bleachers, right? Yeah. But we had to get we get to go down into this little restaurant and sit at our table for an hour and just have whatever wait. we want. Right. Yeah, Keep I mean, bringing you stuff.
1: It it was unbelievable. I mean, definitely an experience. Ren and I will do again. Yeah. Um, one day. I mean, you know, they're not cheap tickets, but it's right. fun. Um, you know, if you're listening and it's, you know, you've always talked about doing it, you know, like I said, on a couple episodes ago, that's like a dream for me. That was probably like a dream. Right. It was all do it, man. It's what you and Ren Ren is a little tighter with money than I am. And he'll agree with me. Right. It's worth doing. I mean, it's it's definitely an experience you need to go experience with your family or son, daughter, whatever. It's fun, man. It's a ton of fun. I had a great time.
0: Yeah, it was awesome. Get a walk off hit by Tyler Stevenson to win it in the, uh, in the ninth. So that was pretty cool. Um, but uh, yeah, definitely an experience that I'll always remember. I mean, <laughs> anything you want, you're a King there. They come and yeah, it it to you.
1: That's how we felt too. We felt like Kings. I mean, right. you know, they're like catering to us and it was just unbelievable, man. We had aisle seats too. So that was nice. Yeah. But it, it was unbelievable. I, I, I still talk about it to my dad. Like I'm like, dude, you gotta, we gotta go do that again. That was awesome. Right.
0: Uh, so moving on to another topic here, I uh, got a big fight tomorrow night. Um, uh, I think it's tomorrow. Yeah, it's tomorrow. Uh, Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier, three. This is the the trilogy between those two guys. Um, So obviously the first fight uh, was in 2015, I want to say. McGregor knocked out Poirier in about 60 seconds. Uh, The second fight was last January, I think. Uh, And Poirier knocked out McGregor, and that was in the second round. Uh, So the third one's coming up on Saturday. Jimmy, I know that you have already dropped some money on that fight. Uh, and you may be regretting it, but we'll talk about that in a second. Um, so what are your thoughts on this third fight? Uh, these two guys coming in, um, obviously very highly rated fighters, both of them. Uh, Poirier, the number one contender at, at lightweight in the world. I think they have Conor fifth or something right now as far as the rankings go. Um, but
1: what are your thoughts on this big fight coming up? It's a mega fight. It is. It's a mega fight. I mean, uh, these guys, and, and, you know, as much as I dislike McGregor, he, he can build it. He can build he can build you up, build this event up to be the biggest ever, and people are gonna buy it. They're gonna sell out to it. They're gonna go to it. Uh, McGreg- McGregor sells tickets, man. He bought, you know, he he's. Ren and I talked about this earlier. You know, he's turned UFC into what it is today. Uh, yeah. If it wasn't for Conor McGregor, you know, Ren and I maybe wouldn't be huge UFC. I mean, I
0: I kind of was, you know, when we when we were at Shawnee, I don't know what it was, but I just started watching it when we were at Shawnee, and then I kind of got into it then. Kind of liked it back then, but then like like we said. You know, once he came onto the scene, it kind of brought a bunch of people into it, like more yeah, people, even people that
1: didn't like him, I mean, right? And, and it's I'm almost not...
0: like it's almost like the, th- the only thing I can compare it to would be like like Tiger Woods, like mm-hmm. when what Tiger Woods did for golf as far as getting eyes on the what sport. Does, that's yeah. what he did for the UFC. Like you know, you're bringing all these people, and whether you like him or you don't, which I I tend to like him, I think he's funny. You don't, you think he's arrogant. I mean, whether you like him or you don't, he's
1: you're watching his fights, yeah, and, and that's. What he's done I would the, miss the fight. The I mean, it, it's going to be a good fight. Uh, Me personally, I think Poirier is going to get him. I hope. And that's uh, what you got your money riding on, so that's you better my, hope. That's what my money hopes. Uh, let, let's just hope that that happens. So if you're out there, say a little prayer for me because I need it. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's going to be an exciting fight, man. There's some good fights leading up to that. I mean, I yeah, for sure. You know, I like Sean O'Malley. He's going to be fighting in that. Uh, I know he's not really fighting anybody. But,
0: but he's just, fun to watch. There's though, a joke that he's he's fighting uh, whoever delivered Dana White's pizza the night before. That's what everybody <laughs> says on Twitter. So, it's But you funny, have to admit, he is fun to watch. Oh, I he's mean, for he, sure. But I he's mean, nuts. He, he's one of those guys that's young. He's up and coming. And guys in the top don't want to fight him because they don't want to lose their ranking to him. And that, that, yeah. it's tough to get a fight when you're that guy. McGregor went through that before, too. Um, but eventually they're going to have to fight him because there's going to be no other choice. But Yeah, O'Malley's a a different, you know, he's a stud as well.
1: he said he's going to put a request out after he wins this one. He probably will. and Who do you think it's going to be? It'll probably be some in the top
0: five. Um, Cody Garbrandt would be one of them. Uh, He's a guy that was a former champion in that division, the Bantamweight division, 135 pounds. And then there's Rob Font, who just beat Garbrandt. He's another top five guy that I think he could call out as well. But, again, calling out guys in the top five, they're not going to want to fight somebody ranked lower than them because they're trying to get to that championship fight so but uh, i think we'll that's kind
1: of why they call them out right because if you call well, yeah. them out and they, and they don't take it it's like well i mean like, it's
0: it's almost yeah i mean y- you got to call them out because you know otherwise it's you the one way you're going to get the action right you got you got to get somebody to get under their skin so that you, they'll accept the fight with you but uh it's almost like i don't know what i'm trying to to describe here like some guys will take those money fights like o'malley could be a money fight for somebody like if somebody can beat him that could be a big money fight for them Instead of going for the for the title, you know what I mean? Like it, that's why a lot of guys will take the Conor McGregor fight instead of fighting for a championship. Like Poirier, Poirier had the, the the lightweight championship fight under his belt. If he wanted it, he had it. But he wanted that third fight with McGregor because he wanted that paycheck. Money and that and know, that's a that, smart thing to do for sure. Well,
1: they don't fight because it's fun. I, mean, I, I get they, it. Yeah. Well, they might. I don't. Some of them guys are nuts, but <laughs> you know, like. Like Nate Diaz. I mean, he's a whole nother freaking podcast by himself. I'd love to have him on a podcast, man. How fun would that be to talk to that guy? I'd be kind of nervous to have him on oh, a podcast. dude, he's a psychopath. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's why they do it. They do it for the money. And I, McGregor and poirier that's a money draw, man. Right for there. sure. It's huge money.
0: Well, they're talking about that being one of the, the highest grossing fights of all time. It could be the best, biggest pay per view of all time as well. So we'll see. Um, hopefully, I'll get a, be able to watch it. I'm, I'm trying to find my way. Um, depending on what I'm allowed to do. We'll see, but uh, hopefully I'm able to watch it. But yeah, it's going to be a huge fight on Saturday. Um, You know, can't wait to tune into that and see what happens. Um, You know, and like like you said, some other fights leading up to it. I think Gilbert Burns and uh, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson is the co-main event. That's a welterweight uh, matchup. So the winner of that probably um, getting a shot at the uh, welterweight championship as well. So a lot of good fights on Saturday. Uh, If you're into the UFC, um, if you're not, maybe check it out, see what it's all about. Uh, it can be exciting at times. I know sometimes it can be a little uh, uh, less than exciting, yeah. I guess you would say. But, uh, I
1: mean, it's kind of like any sport. I mean, you know, I, I, me personally, you know, I'm not as big of a UFC fan as Ren is. But, you know, he's kind of drawn me into it because there are fights. I do enjoy the fights. Yeah. I don't like the ones where they roll around the whole time. But that's part of the business.
0: Mixed martial
1: arts, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's part of it. I mean, but it's just like baseball. You know, baseball is not for everybody. Wren, he'll be the first to say he, he could not stand to watch a baseball game. But, you know, once you – I don't know, you dive into things and look at them a little differently. Like, baseball is more than just watching people throw the ball around and hit it. I mean, there's a lot more to it. Uh, and I think Wren's kind of – you know, he he's into that now more yeah. than he was. Uh, football, You know, obviously football is exciting. It's fun to watch. But, yeah. you know, I mean – I don't know. I mean, I, neither of us can get into basketball, though. I I don't know why.
0: But. I can get into high school basketball yeah. because I call it on the radio. But other than that, uh, NBA, no, I just I can't get into even the NBA.
1: college for me anymore. I mean, I like March Madness, and I I don't mind the NBA. I I just something about it just maybe it's the time of year that the tournaments on like right now
0: because you're depressed like, during that time of year. It's like I, winter. You know? I don't
1: I don't know, man. Like right now there's the championship, but I'd rather watch the Reds than I would the the playoffs. I don't know, right. But well, that's we, just. Me. And we, I've always been. A big I guess for like
0: player. NBA too, like we really don't have a team. Like I, yeah. you have a team, like the Cavs. I, mean, I, I was know. always.
1: Yeah, I mean, I like the Cavs when LeBron was there, but I, you know, you're a Lakers fan. Actually, I was yeah. always a Lakers fan. I, I, was a Kobe fan. I guess I, you know, I always like Kobe Bryant. Um, so I mean, it, I don't know, man. I, NBA is okay. It's there's nothing like I don't have anything against people that watch it, but I just I don't. For me, it's I, not as exciting as the other yeah, sports. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, there are exciting things. Like I, I enjoyed that. Like. I think you and I, when we were in college, we used to watch those ESPN classic dunk contests. Those were kind of cool. Yeah. Stuff like that's fun to watch, but I don't know. It's just, it's just not the most intriguing thing to me. So, but just like golf isn't, and baseball isn't for others. Uh, but yeah, give UFC a chance, man. If you, you know. You're so what's like your me.
0: what's your final prediction on on the McGregor Poirier fight? Like, what do you, how do you think it ends?
1: What happens? I, I think I think it'll go into the third. Okay, uh, it's gonna be a I, five round fight. Yeah, I think it's going to go into the third, and I think Poirier, I think Poirier knocks him out in the third. Okay, all right. So this this is kind of a different Conor
0: McGregor, I guess, a little bit. So he he kind of made the excuse, and who knows if it's true or not, uh, that his last fight with Poirier, when he got knocked out, uh, that that camp that he had was eighty percent boxing, twenty percent focused on Poirier, because uh, he supposedly had a fight lined up with Manny Pacquiao, a boxing fight lined up. So he said he was focused more on boxing. Uh, kind of looking past Poye a little bit. Who knows if that's true? Could be 100% be an excuse. Uh, never know. I mean, the dude, you know, when he was really good, he was fighting five, six times a year. Uh, and in the last, I think someone said in the press conference last night, like, he hasn't won a fight. He's, he's won one fight since um, Bar- Barack Obama was out of office. So, I mean, he's won one fight in, what, five years? So, I mean, you know, yeah, that's <laughs> that's crazy to think about. But, I mean, the dude – he obviously is one of the most you know elite fighters he, in the world. He
1: can still fight. I mean, you saw that. It's in just Napoleon you got fight the last time,
0: right? Well, when you're in when you're in MMA and you're you, these guys are picking up things every day. Like you have to stay on that and practice that every day, or you're going to get bested by these guys. Poirier's been MMA for the last, you know, 15 years, 10, 15 years. They're so, they're
1: different. They're a different breed, man. These guys are.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I, that's what I'm saying. Like, a lot of people feel like maybe he's lost his motivation because he's made all the money and he doesn't need it anymore. And it's like, do you still want to fight? Like, or are you just doing it for the hell of it? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, we'll find out on Saturday, I guess. It, it, he's been kind of different this week as far as his, you know, because last time he was all respectful of Poirier, shaking his hand and all that. Now it's trying yeah, to get more personal, yeah. trying to get in his head a little bit. Um, which is what he does so well, but I, I don't—I just don't feel like it's the same right now. I don't know—I don't know what it is, but we'll find out. I mean, he very well could go out there and, and knock him out in the first round, and I—he could, because I mean, if you—if you, if you watch the last fight, he kind of did knock him out on his feet. I mean, he was out I on his feet. I thought it was feet.
1: over, yeah.
0: Yeah, McGregor hit him with a couple good shots, and, and he even Poirier said that you know he felt it and he was almost went out. So I mean, it, it could go either way, and like Poirier even said. Every fight's different. Like this one's not going to be like the first one where he got knocked out. It's not going to be like the second one where McGregor got knocked out. It's going to be different. So which guy's going to come out on top? Um, and there's a toughness there. I, I, in my, in my honest opinion, I feel like Poirier wins maybe a decision. I could see that happening.
1: Yeah, if it goes the distance, that's going to be one heck of a fight, probably.
0: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, but. Uh, I could see him winning a decision. Maybe both of them being kind of timid, not wanting to step in and get you know knocked out because they know each each one of them can knock the other out. Um, but if I would, if it's what I would like to see, I would like to see McGregor knock him out in 60 seconds again. I think that'd be pretty cool. Like to see his face <laughs> on the canvas. I'd like to get that. head
1: off the canvas, Dustin. Yeah, <laughs> so. I don't. I don't want that. My bank account doesn't want that. Yeah.
0: So. Well, for your sake, yeah. Hopefully, it's Boyer, but. I I'm sorry. You're the one to put the money on that. That wasn't me. So yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we'll move on from, from that UFC talk. Um, you know, we can, we can get into a little bit again, we didn't have a schedule for this episode, so we're just kind of talking off the cuff here. We didn't, you know, we really have any plans of what to talk about. And of course, when I throw it out on Twitter and ask for some suggestions, we I got a ton, didn't we? <laughs> I get zero. Um, so thanks for all of our listeners for giving me suggestions of topics. I appreciate that very much. Um, but, um, you know, you and I uh, getting into some stuff, and this is weird because, like, when I was a kid, um, you know, my dad would take me hunting, my dad would take me fishing, and I feel like I kind of got out of it, but now as an adult, and my wife even said, like, who did I marry because you, you didn't used to do this stuff back in the day, so now I've, I'm with you, you know, I think it's when you have somebody to do it with, and you're an adult, and you're kind of on your own, like, it's, it's something we get back into, so uh, deer hunting's coming up uh, September, we'll get out there in the stands, uh, bow hunting. Uh, and then fishing as well. We, we've both kind of gotten back into that recently. Uh, you've got a boat now um, that's on the way, so that'll be fun. Uh, but uh, we'll talk a little bit about that and talk about how we've been preparing for that uh, and what we're looking forward to when it
1: comes to to hunting and fishing. Yeah. I mean, first things first, I mean, fishing season's obviously always in. So, yeah. you know, we, you know, I, I just kind of got, I've always had this like little wild hair. Like when I was a kid, dad and I used to fish all the time. Um, we, we'd fish tournaments at Rocky and Paint Creek and, you know, I would win like the place in the kids division. Dad would place in the adult division. Um, we would just do that, and it was just something I always enjoyed. And I, I don't think you really realize how special those things are when you're a kid, like you said. You know, your dad yeah, takes it's you. Well, cool because you got all this other stuff on you're your mind. Hot, you're, yeah, you're hot out there in the boat, and you're miserable, and it's it's like you're my not son. catching no fish. Yeah, and it's like like you probably see it with Bowen now, but it's like you know, looking back, man, like you know, with Jackson coming in November. You know, I was telling dad, I was, you know, we've been talking about getting dad's boat. He has a 1982 Sea Sprite with a 75 Johnson. You know, we've always talked about getting it out on the water. 75 Johnson. Yeah. (laughs) It's not an electric choke, though. But yeah, we, we, uh, we, um, we've always talked about getting it out. That boat probably hasn't seen water since I was 12 or 13 years old. And, you know, we, we refinished it. We did some stuff to it. We're going to sell it, uh, eventually, Uh, it's right. It's got a, we got to put a trim motor on it, but other than that, it'll be ready to sell after that. So I think like, you know, I've always talked to dad about it. He's always mentioned getting a new boat. You know, I've mentioned it. I've talked about it. So, you know, we were up at Cabela's father's day weekend and, you know, I I had it all planned out. And I I told dad, I was like, yeah, man, what'd you think about this boat? And he's like, man, that thing's nice. Like we're, cause we had been talking about getting like a, a boat, used boat, buying one. i just pulled the string man i took a risk i I followed you know i I don't know man i want to enjoy things i want my son to enjoy things i don't always want to be sitting at home worried about what's happening next or you know worrying about keeping up with the joneses none of that i I want to go do things and enjoy things and i think i told you that i want you and bowen to be there with us Uh, you know my other friends that have kids or just them themselves if they don't i want to go do things and enjoy things and i I think that's the main reason why i pulled the trigger on a 2022 bass tracker and I, I did it. I pulled the trigger and you know, I, I, didn't come up short on anything. I mean, it's going to be a nice boat and it's going to be fun to get out there. Uh, we're going to go around to some different lakes in Ohio and enjoy it. Uh, we're going to, we're going to enjoy it for a long time, I hope. And I hope my dad enjoys it and he's able to relieve some stress and the stresses of life and having older parents and stuff and just enjoy things with me, with Ren, you know, Ren's like a second son to my dad. Uh, just enjoy those things with us and, you know, our Ren and I's kids and get out there and do those things. And then you know, you talked about hunting. Uh, you know, obviously I have some property in Frankfurt. Uh, you have your dad's house we can go to, plus any all the state ground we want as far as turkey and deer hunting. Well, turkey season was a bust for me. Wren did get one, which, you know, it was a, it was a nice turkey. Uh, you know, me, I, uh, you know, I'll in the first to admit, I'm not the best shot with a gun. Well, I
0: think we just kind of ran out of time. Yeah, for like we, we did.
1: And, I, and I, I mean, we actually had a close call there on state ground the last time. I thought we were going to get one in. But, yeah. you know, so I'm excited about turkey hunting next year. But you know, bow season deer hunting—that's something I've been trying. I've done it for my whole life, but I've been trying to get Ren into it. Um, you know, we got the derby cars next door <laughs> revving up. If you can hear him sorry, folks. But you know, I've been trying to get Ren into it uh, for a long time. I mean, I- I've taken a couple nice bucks over the last several years, and I've been trying to get him into it. Here we go, baby. They're revving it up.
0: That's the two one two,
1: baby. Woo! <laughs> but you know, I. Ren's Ren's bought in, man. He's full in. We both we we bought a few tree stands. Uh we're gonna put them up out uh, they're up already out at my place. And Ren was tough didn't think he needed a harness, but I got him up in it and he agreed he needed a harness. Well man, and it's like one of those, there. like it it's doesn't a have like higher. the cage around it. It's
0: just like yeah. a, just a yeah. seat, man. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm f yeah, to fall
1: out. If, especially if you fall asleep and that tree starts waving. But yeah. we're excited, man. I mean, we've got some nice bucks on trail cam. There's been some nice bucks taken off this property from the previous owners. Um, we're excited to get out there. We we need to get out there and probably do some trimming and a little bit of preseason scouting. But we know the deer are there. You know, I don't have a whole lot of land. It's it's five acres, six acres, but it's surrounded by woods. Right. So, you know, not all they feed onto my land. Um, so, Ren and I are going to enjoy the deer season and I'm excited, man. September's going to be here before you know it and we're going to be be out there and deer season's a lot of work. Bow season's hard, but man, it is one of the coolest things ever to be sitting there and just see the way wildlife interacts. I mean, we, we've all seen that, you know, whether you've been driving down the road and seen deer in the field or, but when you're sitting in a tree stand and it's just you, the woods and that deer or those deer, it's cool, man. It's different. I mean, you know, calling them in, you know, using a deer caller or, or rattle bag to rattle them in. It's just a different experience. It's an adrenaline like you wouldn't get in sports. I don't know how to explain it because, I mean, you know, you're know, you getting ready to harvest an animal. I mean, it's it's different, man. And you've killed a deer before, so you know what I'm talking about. But yeah. when you're older and you understand it a little better, I, I'm just excited for us to experience that together. And hopefully our boys, when they're yeah. older, you know, Bowen's not too far off. I mean, he's already told me he's going to be a hunter, so
0: well, he's ready. And, and that's the thing, like, with him. Like, man, you can't keep his attention for more yeah. than, like, five seconds at a time, no matter what it is. So that's, that's a difficult thing with him is just getting him to, to stay focused on something long enough. But like, that's kind of the same thing with me. Like, like I said, like my dad took me hunting when I was a kid, my dad took me fishing, all that kind of stuff. And I just wasn't, I feel like I was just too, um, you know, busy, you know, with other things like sports, you know, when you're, you're a young boy, you're you know, it's girls and sports and whatever else. Like, but now as an adult where it's like, you know, I'm looking for things to like do you know to fill my time to you know bring myself happiness aside from you know spending time with my family but like getting out in the woods is something that you know it calms you down it brings you it takes that stress level down um
1: because you're just out there just it's just yeah. peaceful out there I mean it's and, like and you don't even have to see anything that's right. the thing like I I've hunted years where I haven't killed anything um you know and it's just peaceful man I mean it's fun. I mean, it, and, and it's, it's, I, think, I think it's the bonding, too, like, between friends. Like, because I've hunted with T-Scar, Donnie, you know, my dad. You know, just, just going out there and experiencing those things together. And when and you have something this. to do it with, yeah, it yeah. makes it better. Doing it by yourself isn't that fun. Me, personally, I'm not a do-it-by-yourself kind of guy. Uh, you know, me and Wren pretty much do about everything together when it comes to stuff. So It's I kind mean, of sad. Yeah, it is, really. But, you know, we get out there, man. And I'm just excited, man. I'm excited to see what this season comes. Uh, you know, hopefully – we, we can both get a nice deer this year and really well, even enjoy if it. even
0: if one of us does and one of us doesn't it's still gonna be worth it to get out there yeah you know? it'll be and, fun
1: um you know
0: get, we got our bows ready to go i'm not I'm not quite where I need to be yet I know you are with your your bull'seye uh, with your crossbow but uh yeah I need I definitely need to get out and practice I really want to get out and practice out of the tree stand I feel like that's what I need to do is to, to practice that angle shot out of the tree stand that's something that I've you know noticed yeah that I haven't had that opportunity to shoot out of a tree stand yet with the bow so that's going to be something I might have to work on a lot. Um, yeah, it'll be a little closer. different
1: angle for you, but I, I don't think you're going to have any problem. I mean, just a few times that I've seen you shoot, I, I don't think you're going to have any problem, but we'll see, man. It'll be interesting. Well, of course, when you get an animal in front of you, obviously. Oh, I know. It's yeah. a little different.
0: You're shaking but, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. I'm going to stop it right with this. Okay. So, yeah. So, uh, next topic here. Uh, it is the summer, uh, and this is typically the time of the year where we get a lot of tornadoes. Uh, especially here in the Midwest, and then in the South, there's a lot of hurricanes, um, other natural disasters. So I thought it'd be kind of cool to talk about uh, these natural disasters, talk about what you think is the worst, uh, talk about what you, you know, h- how you view those nat- natural d- disasters, and like, you know, what what you think about them. So let's start with tornadoes. In in our neck of the woods, tornadoes can potentially be a problem. Uh, so what do you think of when you think about tornadoes?
1: You know, I I personally, I'm I'm scared to death of tornadoes i but not as bad as my wife have you ever seen one yeah i've seen a funnel cloud before i've never actually seen a tornado like touch ground i don't think
0: do you remember when we were on our way to panama city and what was that 2011 yes
1: dude that was nuts
0: that was an f5 tornado that went through alabama and we were like right outside of it yeah i remember
1: that that was crazy but like my wife she won't live in a house that doesn't have a basement or a storm cellar she's that crazy about storms like if, if it's storming outside dude I got Channel 5 News beside me. She's up to date on the current situation. She knows what's going on. She's crazy. I mean, she's crazy. I hope she hears this because she is crazy. Yeah, well. It, it, it is unbelievable. But, you know, I, tornadoes scare me, man. I I don't. I think they scare everybody. Hell, I don't want to see one. I don't want one. I mean, yeah. to, to see what those you, things do to people and the, the, what they do that's in their path.
0: You don't want to be a storm chaser? Is that what you're saying?
1: No, but Jim is, my dad, man. We were on a way out from the courthouse one time and saw a funnel cloud. He turns around and goes, poured it. He's crazy, man. He's into that stuff. He'll sit out on the porch. I called him one night. I lived here um, where I live for the past like six years. And the first year I I called him at like three in the morning and said, hey, there's tornado warning. You guys better, you know, they don't have a basement. So you guys better get in the bathroom or whatever. Dad said, all right. So I figured they took care of it. And I went to the basement. Next day I asked mom and she said, I didn't know there was tornado warning. Your dad and I must slept through it. And I said, what do you mean? I called and told dad. He's over there laughing. He just went back to sleep. He don't care, dude. And that's Uh, the thing, man. Tornadoes are crazy. What do you think of them?
0: I mean, I've never seen one, obviously, either. Um, But, yeah, it it, it does scare me a little bit, too. If there's a warning or something on there, on the the, the radar, I'm always like, I I can't go to sleep until I know it's not coming. Because, like, in my house that I currently live in, like, there's no basement. There's no shelter. Like, it's like, where do you go? Like, I have to go in a hallway. So, like, that's the safest place in my house. It's not even a bathtub because – you know, you're in the bathroom with a window, so you can't be near a window, you can't be near any of this kind of out exterior walls, like so it scares me a little bit too, for sure. I mean, I, I don't want to be near it. And like the severity of them, like the the tornado in Xenia, that was an F five that like pretty much just destroyed the entire town. Like there's nothing the you that can do. Dayton.
1: Dayton like two years oh yeah, ago.
0: that was close to my sister. Sasha was down there, uh, very close to where that came through. Um, yeah, I mean that like there's nothing you can do to stop it. That's the thing. Like with with weather or like Mother Nature, like nothing you can do to stop it. Like you cannot, you unless you're out of the way of it, like completely out of the way, nothing you can do. And I it's think over. that's
1: why I would transitioning into another like natural disaster, like hurricanes. That's like I lived in Jacksonville Beach for that summer, and during hurricane season, man, we would get these wicked rains. The way the like the waves would be crazy on the beach, and like you'd have these hurricane alerts and all this stuff. And I, I don't want to live like that, man. That that stuff chokes yeah. me out, dude. I'm I'm not into that. What's worse? Wind and water and rain. I think a hurricane would be worse. Because then you've got to throw water into it.
0: Yeah. Think is, about is it, that. Is it just the flooding? Is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, I
1: think that's what scares me. I mean, like a tornado, you can lose, lose everything, obviously. But like hurricanes and like tsunamis and stuff like that, that crap is nuts, dude.
0: Well, I mean, hurricane, tsunami is separate. But like, yeah. I mean, a hurricane, like as long as you're far enough inland, you're good. Right. Yeah, but if
1: you lived on the actual ocean. Right. Right. That'd be wild. I, I don't ever want to be a part of one. I don't, you know, I, you see on TV, you watch these documentaries about these hurricanes, and it, it's unbelievable, dude. Just the, what they do, what they cause, and how they happen. And, man, and then like, you know, tsunamis.
0: So I think tsunamis is the most terrifying natural disaster yeah. that can happen. Like, I don't know if you've seen this movie. I was talking to somebody about this the other day. I think it was Clay Allen. Um, but there's a movie from the 90s. Um, it's called Deep Impact. Have you ever seen that movie?
1: I've never seen it. It's
0: basically like an asteroid that hits Earth and it pretty much like means the end of the world. Like it's an asteroid that hits Earth and then like everything just like falls apart. But when it hits the Earth, this wave comes from the ocean that's like the like the height of the Empire State Building, just like this giant wave, this tsunami coming in. And like people just see it coming at them and like there's nothing you can do. Like if the ocean gets that high and like takes you out like that, you're dead on impact. So that's a,
1: that's a force like no other. Oh yeah.
0: Like, and there's been like, you know, I've watched history channel has these shows where it's like, um, I can't remember what it is, but it's like, it's a volcano that's going to erupt. They think one day, and it's going to cause this giant tsunami. that's going to take out like the entire, uh, West coast and Hawaii and all that. Like just a wave of water that would just completely take over Hawaii, which you've been to Hawaii. So you, I mean, you've seen what that's like that Island. Yeah. Um, It's
1: pretty wild, man. Like,
0: that's the most terrifying know. thing to me. Like, if I lived on the coast, like, I would be terrified of that.
1: Yeah, I would, too. I, I couldn't do
0: it. Like, where we're at right now, I mean, the, the thing we have to worry about the most is a tornado, right? Like, we don't – what other natural disasters do we have to really worry about? Earthquakes? I, I mean, mean,
1: earthquakes happen. I mean, they've happened. But here,
0: it's not, like, as serious I mean, as it would be in California. Like, right? like
1: even in Tennessee, where my grandparents live, I mean, they've felt earthquakes there. Like, Haley used to live in Tennessee, and she's felt an earthquake before. Like, it, it is pretty wild. I mean, we've had earthquakes here in Ohio. I mean, we've had them.
0: Well, there's the, the super volcano in uh, Yellowstone, too, that people say that if it ever erupts, like, it's going to pretty much end in the world. Like, you're going to have ash covering the entire country. Like, what's it called? The winter. I um, can't remember what it's called. But basically, it's, like, blocking out the sun to where, like, it's always winter. Like the winter solstice? No. I don't know what it's called. It's called something. I don't know if it's called an ash winter or what. But, like... Yeah, that'd be wild. That, that would pretty much end another it. another thing
1: that, like, are unbelievable to think about.
0: Yeah, luckily we don't have any of those in Ohio.
1: Yeah, I mean it's unbelievable to think natural disasters, man. I mean you could talk about them all day. There, there's some pretty crazy shows on Netflix about them. I mean yeah. you know, Molly and I watched them. She's clear into that stuff. I don't know why. She loves to watch stuff that scares you her or scare you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. I'm not really into it, but I mean it, it is cool to watch, I guess. But like I'm not going out of my way to find it like she does. But the, I don't know, man. This this world's full of crazy things that can happen. That's why water scares me so bad, dude. I, I'm scared of water. Like I can swim, and I can, you know, I'm okay going out in the water, like on a boat and fishing and stuff. But like, you put me out in the ocean, like if I'm far enough offshore, I'm, I'm a little nervous, dude. I mean, I'm not for good, sure. I'm,
0: so would you do like, would you do like a uh, fishing charter, like out in the middle of the ocean? Yeah, like where, yeah,
1: I would do it, but I, you know, I, man, I, it's nerve wracking. Like me. once
0: you get out far enough to where you can't even see like inland at all, like that would be kind of like worrisome to me. Like, yeah, I mean, to the I, point where you're like, you, I, you know. I
1: like to see where I'm going back to. I, can, right. I would want to be able to see it. I, I think, I, I don't know. That's why I've ever done that. Have you ever been on a fishing no, I've never done it. I I, I've, I watched that show wicked Tuna man. those guys go miles off the shore. dude. hundreds of miles. It's unbelievable.
0: To me. Yeah. You're just out in the middle of nowhere. Like what yeah. happens if something happens? Like if your boat starts to sink, you're done.
1: You better be hoping the coast guards near.
0: Yeah. Okay. So final topic of the uh, podcast today Got the Olympics coming up here at the end of July. I think it's like the 21st of July that it starts. Um, But uh, first Olympics um, since 2020, or no, 2016, sorry, uh, missed last year because of COVID. um, But officially going to start here in July. Hopefully, I saw some reports that maybe COVID's getting bad again in Japan. They're talking about maybe having to cancel again, but we'll see uh, but the Olympics, always something that I enjoy watching. Um, obviously, we talked about how you're a big Patriot at the beginning of this podcast. So <laughs> I know you're you're excited to watch the Olymp- Olympics as well. Do you have any favorite events that you like to watch um, for the Summer Olympics?
1: I mean, Summer Olympics, it, I like tra- the track and field and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I enjoy watching that. Uh, you know, it really just depends. I mean, like the Winter Olympics, obviously, I, there's a lot of stuff in there I like. But summer, you have like track and field, swimming. What else do they get? Gymnastics. Gymna- gym- I actually like watching the gymnastics, dude. Yeah. Seriously. My wife's but, a former gymnast, so she loves yeah. that. Molly likes that stuff, too. So, I, you know, I enjoy the Olympics. I I just think it's cool that, like, you're representing your country. You're going out there, and you're, you're trying to, like, bring home a medal for your country. I mean, you're not just trying to do it for, like, yourself. Right. You're doing it for your country. I mean, like, there's a lot of people pulling behind you there. Um, so, if you're going to be in the Olympics, make sure you stand for the flag and, you know, what it represents. That's my opinion. Take it as you want it, but I think if you're going to be in the Olympics for the U.S. of A., you should probably stand and represent the U.S. of A. the right way. So, I mean, I don't know, man. I'm excited to watch them. I think I think it's fun. Hopefully, they happen. I know they said something about fans weren't going to be allowed now, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. They've got all kinds of different stuff going on, um, like the Olympic Village where all the athletes live. They have a bunch of rules, like can't be in other people's, you know, condos or whatever, yeah. and like. I saw some pretty funny rules actually they had, but uh, to keep people away from each other. But yeah,
1: there's always been funny rules at the Olympics though. From what I've I've read about that before, like in the village, yeah, like they have some pretty strict and stringent rules that these these athletes have to follow. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, man, it's gonna it's gonna be exciting to watch. We'll see we'll see what happens. Hopefully, USA can bring home the gold in a lot of different areas. And
0: we'll I'm the guy, I'm the guy that look like, will like record events. Like I I don't care what it is, like archery. Um, you yeah. Know. I'm not really into, like, the uh, the kayaking or whatever they do. Like, they yeah, do, like, that, the, the – what's, the, what's that called? Those long boats. I don't know yeah. what called. What's that called? Rowing. Rowing. Yeah. Rowing, yeah. I'm not really into that. Like, I don't – that's kind of – you know, is that a sport? That, that would be a hell of a workout, there. Oh, dude. for sure. It would be. But is that – I mean, is that something we really want to compete against somebody it's, doing? It's not something
1: I want to compete in. But, but hey. like, track
0: and field, obviously, is cool. Um, you like to see who's the fastest man in the world in the 100-meter um, dash. Usain Bolt's not in it anymore. He's out. He's aged out, I think. Um, so maybe there's an American. I saw, dude, I saw a kid that was 17 years old. Um, that's gonna, he's on the Olympic team, um, but he, uh, he beat the United States uh, medalist, the world champion medalist in the 200 in a, in a heat. He beat him in a heat, but this kid's 17 years old, dude. So they got some young up-and-coming talent on the uh, United States track, track and field team. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, we have some favorites in different events, uh, gymnastics, obviously Simone Biles, if you ever heard of her, yeah, she's the, she's the goat as they call her. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's exciting to watch, uh, and to compete against other countries, uh, and to see, you know, who's the best in the world. I mean, that, that's what it's all about. Like who's the best in, in the sport, Um uh, always competing against China, obviously always competing against Russia. Um, so those are probably two of our biggest rivals, I guess you would say, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm the guy that'll record these events and watch them. Like I, I love it. I think it's, it's I awesome too, to right? watch.
1: I think it's
0: fun. I'm, I'm kind of with you. I think the Winter Olympics are a little more my style. Like the, the, the sports the, the, or the events they, they do in the Winter Olympics are kind of interesting and unique. Like even curling and stuff like that. Oh, I like, love curling, dude. That's one awesome. my
1: favorite one.
0: Yeah. I'd like, love just to try that. Skiing, like all that stuff's cool. But yeah, those Olympics are coming up July 21st, I want to say, is when they start. Um, but swimming, another one. Of course, we had Michael Phelps, who was so dominant for so many years. Now, there's a, a new crop of guys. I think there's a guy named Caleb Dressler, who's somebody they think could overtake Phelps' record for gold medals. So, things like that are exciting to watch. And uh, when I'm, they do that
1: diving, dude, they get up there on that high dive. Yeah. I just think about it. I would that. have to see you do that one time. Dude, I couldn't go off the edge. I don't even think I'd climb the ladder. Yes, I'd be could. scared to death. I, I hate heights. I, I'm scared up on a tree stand. You get me up. Well, how I do
0: die. you like not break your neck when you're going down the, Like That's what I don't understand. Like, what if you I hit know, the wrong way?
1: Yeah, like, dude. you sm- smack the water? That's what would worry me. I mean, I'd be doing back smackers and belly smackers. I don't,
0: I don't think those diving boards are as high as you think they are. I think the angle of the TV makes them look a lot higher than they actually are. But, like, even the high dives, not that I, high. I
1: think they're pretty high.
0: Mm, I don't know. We'll check it out. We'll check it out and see what the dimensions are of that so that you're you're not as afraid to, to watch. Um, but, yeah, so Olympics are coming up. A lot of stuff coming up in the next couple weeks. Hopefully Jimmy and I will be able to be back on here um in the next week or so Uh, i know this is kind of a midweek podcast we usually don't do this but we kind of have some time here on this friday evening friday afternoon i guess to to throw this out so uh, hopefully next week we'll be able to throw something else out bring somebody on i know josh dawson uh one of our good friends from shawnee state uh who now currently resides in columbus is going to be joining us here soon i'm not sure when exactly he said the family's going to be going on vacation for the next week or so so we'll have josh on um here soon and hopefully, uh, bring you a new episode. Uh, but Jimmy, you want to plug anything before we go? I know you had some, uh, some, some business to take care of here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I want to throw a little plug in for my real estate business. Uh, you know, I'm a, you know, I have my full-time job, but I also on the side uh, for supplemental income, I do sell, uh, real estate. So, you know, if, if you're listening and you're out there looking for, you know, to list your house or, you know, maybe even buy a house, uh, the time to, to, to the time to sell is now. I can promise you that. We're getting top dollar for people. And you know, if you're interested, give me a shout. Uh 937-403-2934. And that is my ad for Lakeside Real Estate.
0: Lakeside Real Estate brought to you by <laughs> the legacy lineup. No. <laughs> uh, but yeah, for sure. If you're looking to buy or sell, right, if you yeah, need yeah, somebody man. to help you out.
1: This this is the craziest the market's been.
0: And Jimmy did sell my house within what, nine hours. So he he does have a good track record, I guess you could say. Um, but uh been I've Been doing I've, a lot of business I've, here for Lakeside here in the past couple years.
1: So yeah, I've progressed past Ren's house now. I've sold a few more and listed. A but I was now. your first, right? Ren was first. my gracious first client, and <laughs> I, I got him more money than he ever dreamed. So yeah, you know, just uh, you know, for real. Though I mean, the market's crazy right now. I mean, if you're into real estate and business and stuff like that, uh, you you know as well as anybody, the time to sell is now. I know. I, I don't know if Nick listens to this podcast, but I just I just sold Nick. Of Baten's course, house. Nick does. Uh, I, th- I think he does. I, th- I think he's Nick one of our favorite Nick followers, and uh, you know Nick, Nick can vouch for me. So if, if you know Nick, give him a call. He'll vouch for me. Uh, I sold his house pretty quick. I sold Lucas Polly's house. Uh, he would vouch for me. Um, there, there's a bunch of different folks out there that you know friends that have really given me their business, and I appreciate. So thank you for that. But yeah, that was my plug for Lakeside Real Estate. So Once again, Lakeside Real Estate. <laughs> I'll have to get i have to get Jim and Scott to cut you a check.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, tell them that I'll be there, uh, the, voice of, the voice of Lakeside here on the Legacy Lineup. But this has been the Legacy Lineup. Once again, I'm your host, Ren Lawwell. Joining me, my co-host, Jimmy Barnett. We'll be back next week with a new episode.
1: In my taxi cab, everybody's looking at me now. Like, who's that chick that's rocking kicks? She gotta be from out of town. So hard with my girls, not around me. it's definitely.
0: With Cameron Mace.